This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to tonight's special program. Every Monday night, you know where to be, TorahAnytime.com slash Chazak2. Chazak2 is spelled C-H-A-Z-A-Q, number two, for with amazing questions and answers for teens and young professionals and, 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 and beyond, everyone else as well. Um, and we're getting unbelievable the questions. People are emailing us. And uh, continue sending us your questions. And so a question that you ask, it might have already been addressed in the previous, um, it might have been addressed in the previous um, edition. So definitely tune in, not only for tonight's amazing program, but go on to Torah Anytime and watch the previous ones. It's called, you can either search under a Rahimi or you go in the search bar, you can put in Q&A for teens and young professionals. You will see the previous editions. Um, and uh, we want to encourage everyone to send us your questions on any topic, whatever it may be. It will be addressed right here. Email us at eventsachazak.org. Eventsachazak.org spelled E-V-E-N-T-S at C-H-A-Z-A-Q.org. Eventsachazak.org. This is being presented by Chazak and Torah Anytime. And our first question tonight is, um, um, it's one of, the found, one of the foundations. And um, actually someone, someone today from Torah Masora talking about the Torah and the Masorah, which the Torah Masorah does unbelievable work. One of the foundations is 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 is, is the not only do we have a Torah Shabbatava, a written Torah, but we also have a Torah Shabbat, an oral Torah. That's like I remember I heard Rav Shamsher follow her. She said like like it's it's like it's like it's like um, in college you have like certain class you have the professor he has he has like the written notes and then he has like when he gives it over like he explains it. So that, that's the beautiful muscle that he explained it. So so the question they asked was. Why do we learn so much Gemara as kids and not much of anything else? Like, why isn't there, like, like, like you might only, like, let's say, like, learn, like, Mustard Seder for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and you might only do a little bit of Chomesh, just that, and there's hours upon hours of Gemara. So why is that? What do we learn from that? What's the purpose? <clears throat> okay, thank you so much, Robbie. Thank you, Chazak. Thank you, Torin Time, for another... Uh, uh, part of the episode, as we call the Q&A, part 7. Thank you for all the comments that I'm getting and the questions. Thank you so much. You give me chizik uh, to keep on going. Like I said last time, don't think rabbis don't need to be complimented. It helps a lot. So to answer the question of why specifically in yeshiva do we is the system that we learn a lot of Gemara. It's a beautiful question, and the answer to that is, Rabotai, a very fundamental answer to how to serve Hashem. The difference between learning Chumash... The difference between learning Chumash and learning Nevi'im, the prophets or the five books of Moses, as the Americans call it, then the Talmud and the Gemara is a very, very big difference in lifestyles, which means Hashem wants a person to be connected to Him. Hashem wants the actual person. For example, the other day I was learning with somebody who was not religious just yet, and he told me that, you know, Rabbi Rahimi, why is it that you always ask us that I have to keep Shabbat, I have to keep kosher, I got a daven, put on tefillin, sebachot. Why can it be enough that I give so much to the guy? He happens to be he's a wealthy guy. Maybe he'll listen to this also. He happens to be he's a wealthy guy. He should always be wealthy. And he gives a lot of tzedakot. He said, what? Tzedakot, charity. He says, why is it not enough that I just give charity and give charity to Hashem? Why does he want me to keep Shabbat? Why does he want me to put on tefillin? And I answered a very simple answer, and that is what it means to serve Hashem. Hashem doesn't want your money. Hashem wants you. That's the point of the religion. The point of serving Hashem means he wants you, nothing else. 
So a person can be learning Torah and he will be rewarded for it. But the point, one of the main points of Torah is to use it as a tool to connect with Hashem and serve Hashem. Gemara, learning Gemara, learning the Talmud takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of a mindset. It's very hard for a person to come back um, after a whole day of work to sit in a Gemara at night because you truly have to space and to really get Gemara clear, to really get Gemara clear, one has to put his mind into it. And when one puts his mind into it, Hashem acquired him. Hashem was konehim. Hashem bought him. Now you're serving Hashem. Now you're connected to Hashem. All the other Torah stuff that we learn, which are very important and a person has to learn them, and should learn them, will get rewarded. You don't have as much amilut batoah. You're not, how do you say amilut in English? You're not exerting yourself enough. You're not putting enough effort into it that will ultimately connect you to Hashem. When you learn Gemara, you have to put your full mind into it. And when you put your full mind into it, you truly connect to Hashem. It's an automatic relationship that you build with Hashem. That's why learning Gemara is very, very, very important. Because Hashem wants the effort. Hashem wants the sweat for Torah. That's what gets you connected to the old Baruch Hu. Answered? So you're saying that, that, that that's the question about about okay fine so you, because when you are younger you want to put the amelus the toil older. so then so maybe if you could just touch upon well let's say when you're older let's say like okay fine like the question was about uh, for younger for, for like why, why kids why are they learning five hours of Gemara or whatever it is like why isn't there other subjects so so what so what what would you say um, to to, 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 to play devil's advocate, what would you say to, let's say, like, let's say, whether a child or let's say adult, you 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 just went through it, you just went through a, an eight hour, some people ten hour work day, and they, they 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 their head their head is so fried that that, that you, you don't even have a head, you 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 can barely learn the the the, the basic pasuk and chumash. Now you're gonna go toil in the tar or that's that type of question. What would you say to that? Okay, so let me uh, clarify. <clears throat> if the question before was for Yeshiva Bacham specifically, then I answer the question that yes, specifically Yeshiva Bacham need to learn Gemara because that's when you uh, build yourself. That's when you're still young and you're still growing. So you want to grow up, getting close and closer to the Kadosh Baruch Hu, and you want to train yourself being a good soldier of Hashem. How do you become a good soldier of Hashem when you learn Gemara? Because then you're really close to the Kadosh Baruch Hu. That's when we learn Gemara specifically in Yeshivot. And as much as possible, of course, even after Yeshiva, a person who also works all this should try to learn specifically Gemara as much as possible. But now Chacham Rabbi touched upon a very controversial point, and I'm going to bring it up. What does a person do if he works all day for Parnassa for his family, and all he has is an hour at night to learn? So to answer that, one has to understand, if all he's able to do is one hour of learning Torah, and that's the honest thing, all he could do is one hour, but one has to be honest with himself that all he could do is an hour, he should know that's already a tremendous, tremendous accomplishment in the eyes of a Kadosh Baruch Hu. If he's only able to learn that hour and he still does it, to Hashem, that one hour is counted as if it's ten hours, because Hashem doesn't go after the quantity of minutes you learn Torah, but rather after the quality, the quality of you learning Torah. So if all you could do is an hour, for Hashem, it's as if you learned all day. Because Hashem wants to see how much you truly care, and it's about the kovei Torah, how much you put a set, set time to learn Torah. Because when you set specific time to learn Torah at nights after work, you show the Torah is priority to you. As long as you show Hashem, you show Hashem the Torah is priority. That's what Hashem is looking for. He's looking for you to connect Him through Torah and always say Torah is my priority. Yes, I got to go to work, bring a parnasa, but I live for Torah so much every single night, no matter what. I sit and learn Torah for one hour. 
Now, what does a person do if only he has his one hour? Does he learn Gemara, like we said before? Or is it better to learn other things like Halakha? So our leader, Chacham Avad Yosef, was very strong about this. One of his main flags, one of his main missions in life was specifically to bring at this point I'm about to say. If one only has an hour to learn at night, he should choose Halakha over Gemara. That's what Chacham Avad Yosef said. Why? Because if all you're going to do is learn for one hour, I'd rather you get as much information as possible to learn the Halachot, to learn how to make Bachot, to learn how to keep Shabbat. I'd much rather you know as many laws as possible if all you have is an hour than to learn Gemara, to learn Talmud, although learning Talmud is very important. But if you're not going to know the Halakha, if you're not going to know the laws, how are you going to keep Shabbat? I mean, the Mishnah Burah says in the Hagdama introduction to his Sefer, the Chafetz Chaim, he writes, one who doesn't learn Elchot Shabbat, it's a very scary concept, and I'm talking to myself, one who doesn't learn the laws of Shabbat, Elchot Shabbat, automatically, unfortunately, breaks Shabbat in some shape or form. There's a lot of halachot in Chod Shabbat. Somebody has to start. Someone has to start somewhere to start learning Chod Shabbat. Maybe you're not going to finish all of it, but the Yikaraz, one has to try. One has to put time to learn halachot, to try to keep all the halachot, all the laws, whether it's Shabbat, whether it's Brachot. So it says, Chacham Avad Yosef, if all you have is an hour, you choose halacha over Gemara, because it's important you know halacha over Gemara. But overall, overall, the idea is, even if you learn halacha, that hour of your day is what you woke up for. You woke up in the morning to learn Torah. You woke up in the morning to get close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So yes, it's a big mitzvah to go to work, and one has to go to work. But you live for Torah. You live to serve Hashem. That hour at night that you have has to be a set time no matter what. The Gemara and Shabbat says, One of the first questions Hashem is going to ask a person is, Did you set a specific time to learn Torah? Now what's interesting, it doesn't say, lamata Torah. Did you learn Torah? The Lashon of the Gemara is, kavata. Did you set a set time for Torah? So ask the Ben Yishchai and the Achronim, why does the Gemara ask, did you set a set time? Kvius, instead of learning. The point is learning. Says the Ben Yishchai, of course the point is learning. But when you have a set time for Torah, when you kovea, when you have a permanent set time every single day to learn Torah, you're showing yourself, you're living a life, the Torah is priority. Because if it's a set time, that means it's priority to you. If no matter what, you're going to sit and learn, even if there's a big wedding, unless it's your daughter or son getting married or a brother, but all the other weddings, does it really override learning Torah at night? Think about that. Or let's say there's a bar mitzvah. Or let's say uh, whatever it is, there's a... Uh, all the friends are going out. Sometimes, you know, a person, his friends are going out to a restaurant or let's say sometimes even a hookah bar and the Kiddush learning at night. Chas shalom. Learning at night is kviut. It has to be a set time. Why? Because Torah is priority. So Hashem's question is not going to be, did you learn? Hashem's question is going to be, did you put a set time for Torah? Did you prioritize Torah over work? Did you prioritize Torah over money and after or having fun with friends? That's why it's kavata itim la Torah. And I want to end up with the story. Was it clear, Yes, was it clear? Yeah, good. Okay, now you're on. But just to end up with a story, I want to say a story like this. Chachamavadi said over. I said this once over before. He said over a story like this. When he was younger, Chachamavadi Yosef, our leader, started giving a shiurim at the age of 18 years old already. So after long days of yeshiva, he would go to a shul in Yerushalayim. And we have a lot of the working guys coming to his shul, the painters, the plumbers, the mechanics, and they'll come with their dirty clothing to the shul. Chamavadia will give like a good hour shul, and he said a lot of them will fall asleep. They put their heads on the table after a long day of work. It's very hard. They're bomb tired. They're knocked out, so they put their heads down, you know, and a lot of them fell asleep. So Chacham Avadi Yosef's friends asked them at the time, you know, if you know they're going to fall asleep, a lot of them, and you're preparing a whole shiur, a whole class, and you give an hour, and it's not that it happened once, it happens so many times that they fall asleep, why do you keep on going? 
So he told them at the time that it is my zikhut, it is my honor, although they fall asleep, when, they, when those fathers leave the house, so when those fathers are not home, the children are asking, where is Abba? Where is my father? And the mother tells him, Abba went to learn Torah. Just that sentence of the kids growing up in the house, just hearing that sentence in the house, that Abba, the father, went to learn Torah, although they fall asleep in the shul, it's already worth it for me, says Chacham Avad Yosef, to come give the shul, because I'm already spreading Torah, and we're already showing the children that Torah is priority for the father, because it goes every single night. Now the end of the story is, Chacham Avad Yosef said, Many, many, many years, I'm talking about Khamenei was already in his 80s. He said that the biggest nachat he has is when he sees the people, those working men that used to come to Yishuim, their grandchildren and their great-grandchildren are now coming to Chacham Avad Yosef to get a haskama, to get a letter of, uh, what is it called in English, haskama? Approbation. Approbation, it's a big word for me. To get a haskama for the new sfarim that they put out, new books in Divrei Torah. So Chacham Avad Yosef said, me teaching them Torah at nights, and them coming to shul at nights, although they fell asleep, meant so much to Hashem. Because they didn't give up. They came night after night, although they fell asleep. They could have said, oh, I'm anyways falling asleep. And there's no point to come to the rabbi's class. No, they came every single time and they tried and they tried, although it was hard for them. Says Chacham Avad Yosef, what's the end of the story? You know what the end of the story is? Their children became religious, their grandchildren were religious, and their grandchildren are already writing books in Divrei Torah. Because the point is, those fathers, those working men, show their children in their house that Torah is priority, no matter what, I'm going to learn. So whoever does learn Torah at night after a long, long day of work, know that it's a big kiddush Hashem, never give that up. Never give that up. You wake up to learn for an hour at night. That's what you woke up for, to learn Torah, and make sure that the wife or you, you know, you have to be... Uh, be verbal about it. Say the words in the house. I am going to learn Torah. Abba, where are you going? Don't just run out. Say the words. I am going to learn Torah. It is very important for the children to hear that. Amazing. And just one point I wanted to mention about that was that was you were saying you were mentioning the rabbi was mentioning about 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 one hour every single night, at least one hour. So like I remember I heard once that like that so, like like they like they asked someone um, that 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 oh I only have fifteen minutes um um uh, a day to learn like what should I learn? So then the rabbi said back to him oh you should go study Musr. Like what was like the reason? The rabbi said because when you go study Musr, you're gonna realize no really you do have more time than fifteen minutes a day. So the rabbi was mentioning about the importance of. Of, of learning halacha, which is uh, tremendous importance, but we, have, like the rabbi is saying, we have to make sure that we have our priorities in the right order, so that we'll realize that we do have more learning than we do. Um, and the, first, the next question someone asks is, um, we're actually, we're actually going to reference. It says the person wrote, "How do we fight the eight horror when it's so hard to overcome him?" Reference back to previous um, questions and answers. We did answer that. Um, next question: How do we stop the addiction of technologies? Like, like uh, we're all um, on our on our, on our um, whether it might be phones or, or or laptops, obviously filtered. But, but how, how do how do we? Well, even, let's say everything is filtered and everything is is kedasu um, kedin. Everything is is, is uh, halakhically um, Jewish law. It's all amazing. But just not. Even, we're talking about everything is appropriate and everything. How, how do we make sure that we're not? Addicted to it, where we're just like we just every every seven seconds we're we're checking the phone, we're checking we're checking uh, the news and whatever maybe. Okay, beautiful question. Um, and for the first question that you brought up before, yes, please look at the previous classes because we try to cover as many topics as possible. So if you already answered that question somewhere, please try to just 
Go to the classes before and look at it. I'm not sure which part it was, but don't worry. It's a lot of fun, every single one of them. Now, to answer this question, I'm gonna, the answer to that is I don't have an answer. Because um, when it comes to addiction and all these things, it's not my place to talk about it. All these addictions to the internet and all these addictions to the phones, there's already a psychologist for it. And there's different people that are in the field. It is not something that I can answer because it's not really based on Torah. If you want, I could try to give you a Dvar Torah. But if somebody is addicted, no matter how much Dvar Torah you tell them or you tell them, oh, the phone is the worst thing possible. It's not, unfortunately, if someone is addicted, truly addicted, it's not really going to help. What I would suggest is to go to a special uh, person that knows how to help with these things. For example, one of them is very famous one. It's called GuardYourEyes.com. GuardYourEyes.com, I believe, is free. I think it's free. And they really help people out that are addicted. It is, uh, I think, um, it's secret. No one knows that a person is on it. What's that word called? Anonymous. Anonymous. Um, So it's GuardYourEyes.com. They do tremendous work. Nobody should be shy if somebody's addicted. Nobody should, you know... Unfortunately, that is the plague that we have right in our times. I'll just say one thing that Rishishim Pinkus, Zechit Tzadik Vikadosh Vracha, said over. He said, the Nisayan, the test that we're going to have before Mashiach is going to come, is going to be so great. And he was referring to specifically one's eyes, and specifically to this sin that comes from the phone. He says, the Nisayan is going to be so strong, every time a person controls himself not to do something bad with his phone, even one time or two time, means so much to Hashem, that's going to bring the Geulah. That's going to be Hashem bring the redemption of Mashiach. What it took a person a hundred years ago to go see something bad, it took him ten days. What it takes these days, the teenagers on their phone, takes them two seconds. So every time one controls himself to watch his eyes, and one controls himself for the addiction of going on the phone, it's tremendous char to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It says Hashem Pinkus, in our generation, he was talking about TVs and radios, before the phones and the internet that we have. He said, we're able to look at Rashi or the Chafetz Chaim. They look, they look at us like in the microscope. We're so small next to Rashi. We're so small next to the Chafetz Chaim. They look at us like little bugs, meaning they're so much bigger than us in Ruchniut and spirituality. But it says the Shishapikis, we're able to look up in the telescope, although we're very small next to the Chafetz Chaim, and tell them, Helige, Helige Chafetz Chaim, the Holy Chafetz Chaim. At the end of the day, the generation that you lived in did not have the test that we have. And he was talking about TVs and radios. How much more so the internet test that we have. So by, by a person in this generation controlling himself on technology, putting a stop to it, even for a five minutes, ten minutes, one day, whatever it is, it's tremendous. It's tremendous because nobody ever had that test before. And whoever beats that test is a warrior and is a soldier. But to be practical... Please don't be shy to get help. Take care of it now because you don't know how you're living. You don't know how long you're going to live. Hopefully you live to 120. But if you have a problem, take care of it now before it's too late. Okay, great. And the next subject we're, we're going we're gonna, to we're, we're gonna tackle is is um, before, previously we talked about having Kavana and Rabbi Rahim gave practical tips about that. So, But here on a point which we didn't touch upon was 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 when we do dav and we're trying to have kavana intention, the meaning of the words, and knowing obviously that we're, um, that we're talking to Hashem. Um, one of them is that is that is that is that we have so much distractions around us. Not talking about in the minds, but let's just say around us. People, they might have phones beeping. They, the people might be they might be talking in shul or whatever it is. H- how do you focus on davening when when you can't find a quiet place? Wherever you may be, you might be in a in a in a in a backyard minion in a, in a shul. I don't know wherever you might be. How do you focus when there's too much? How noise? do you focus when there's noise around you? It's, it's, um, uh, uh, phones, 
people talking, babies crying. Wow. That's a tough question. How do you be present, not being on the outside? Okay, we'll try to answer that. Um, first of all, I want to say that some, some people may not know this, that not having your phone in the middle of davening, even on vibrate, one is not allowed to do that. Not that it's not nice or it's better not to have your phone on vibrate while you pray, while you're davening. According to the Shulchan Aruch, you're not allowed to have anything that might distract you while you're davening. For example, uh, you're allowed to hold your glasses while you're davening. Shemana said, Allah is not, because you're always scared your glasses might fall. So if you're davening in Shemana and you're holding your glasses, you're always focused and maybe your glasses are going to fall, so you can't really have kavan and davening. You're not allowed to hold a baby. Doing Shmonasa. Let's see your babysitting or the wife, whatever it is. One is on hold the baby while you're davening because you're scared you're going to drop the baby. All these things, or gloves, all these different things the Shuchan Uch discusses. So when one has a phone in his pocket, even on vibrate, that is halachically a problem. Okay, check that out and be careful. That's halachically a problem. Okay, so now what does a person do when there's too much noise? It's a very hard question to, to answer. I'm going to be honest, it's very hard, but we'll try to give a few uh, tips that the Achonim bring down. One answer is like this. If one literally has kavana in the pirusha milim, in the actual words that he's reading, pirusha milim, meaning you read word by word, or you come early to davening, and you have time to sit pesukah de zimah very slowly, and you sit with kavana and you enjoy it, if you truly enjoy something, and you truly look forward to something, when you're doing it, nothing is really going to distract you as much. When something is boring, and when something is just not fun in the first place, it's very easy to get distracted. So, how could a person help himself not to be distracted when there's noise and he can't dive in a different shul or backyard meeting? The answer is you have to love what you're doing. You have to appreciate what it means to dive in. You have to look at it that this could be the last tefillah you know, that a person can ever have. A person up to 120, but nobody knows when it's going to be the last time he has a chance to daven shachit or mechar and avit. A person has to appreciate every tefillah that he has. Every time Hashem gives us a chance to daven to him, it's a huge gift and a huge, huge opportunity. And we have to thank Hashem for even giving us a schut to talk to him. So how does a person go above the distractions? One is either coming earlier to davening and focusing your mind you're about to daven. Like the Shulchan Aruch really says, one should come an hour before davening to prepare. The Hasidim used to do it, the old Hasidim, but you know, it's hard to do it, but definitely not crash into Mincha. You know, sometimes in Shul, you can see one person literally, who knows what the reason is, but it's almost impossible to have Kavana if one crashes into Mincha, one crashes into Marv. You know, you go from your phone into Davini Marv. It's very hard. A person who really wants to have Kavana, including myself, you have to prepare yourself before Davini to take away the distractions. But if you don't have a choice and there's noise anyways, try to remind yourself how much of a privilege it is and a gift to Davini in the first place. Understand that you have a Zichut to Davini, how important is to daven and when you have fun with something when you enjoy doing something while you're doing it it is very hard to get someone distracted just like Lehavdil when somebody is on his phone sometimes you can talk to somebody and the guy is on his phone no matter what you try to talk to him he's too he loves the phone so much and let's say who knows what he's watching but the point is he loves it so much it's hard for him to leave go and get distracted Lehavdil a person should try to do that with tefillah, with davening, enjoy what you're doing, understand what you're doing, make sure it's not boring. How do you make it not boring? If you know what you're saying, if you know what you're saying, if you never learned the pirush shemilim, the translation of the word, it's very hard to space it. So work in the pirush shemilim, it's not going to take one day, it's not going to take one week, one has to sit and learn what the words mean of tefillah, and then you're going to enjoy it, it's not boring. Once you enjoy it, it's very hard to get distracted.
Wow, it's uh, that's you touched upon an unbelievable point. I actually just heard today you're mentioning about this might be our last um, tefillah, our last opportunity to a mitzvah that the, the Rabbi uh, Rabbi Chaim Ari Zev Ginsburg, where he, he he came today, right where I'm sitting, to the Chazak office and saw the amazing life saving work of Chazak, and and he and he's and and um, and uh, he was speaking about he was he was giving a shir about. Um, about about um, taking making use of our time, and he said the story of that, that Rev. Ruben Feinstein um, uh, meant, uh, told him an unbelievable story that that when Rev. Moshe Feinstein near the end of his life, he, that, or, or near the end of his uh, end of his life, um, um, they were trying to organize um, that he would still daven in, in, um, in, in, in a minion. So so they organized for, uh, for 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 a minion to go to Rev. Moshe wherever, wherever he was, and that they would and that they would um, that they would still. But they would still um, have a minion, but they, but they said, "Oh, there's a big ofra for a bar mitzvah." I forgot what it was, but 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 but, but there's going to be for 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 laning, but not for musaf. So Moshe like like got like very serious and said, "What do you mean? There's not going to be a minion for musaf? Like, what is this going to be?" So then. So then he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, the Ramosha said, "What do you mean? You don't know every mitzvah opportunity. You have to grab that opportunity." So. So what happens? Like the next night, Rav Moshe passed away, and then and then the Rav Ruven told um, told uh, Rav Ruven Feinstein, she told uh, Rav Ari's Rav Chaim Ari's Ginsburg, like 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 the priority, just like you were touching upon, the last tefillah. Like we never know, like 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 Chassam, like this might be your last tefillah, so you have to approach each tefillah, every missed opportunity, with that same enthusiasm, like it might be our last. So um, our last question um, is going to be. Just uh, came in. It just came in. Just came in while while we're speaking. Um, <laughs> what what's the most op- wait? Give me one second. What's the most uh, appropriate way to balance a consistent schedule for the young for, for for working professionals of learning Torah and work? Meaning, what it's saying is that is that you have work as as we hinted to in the beginning. You have you have you have business deals. You have phone calls. You have whatever it is. And and but you also want to, you also want to grow in in Torah and learning and and uh, so how do you how do you balance how do you balance both what, just like how do you balance what avodat Hashem and working how do you balance your consistent yeah. busy schedule of in, in such a in, if, if, I, if I may if I may say something yeah. say hello say hello Diego hello in in, in, a, in a world where everyone's always running around and people prioritize work as being the number one. Uh, as being the number one thing, right. um, you know, money obviously took over everything. Everyone's running after money. How should the young professional balance, I guess, Torah and or balance the consistent schedule between Torah and work? What's the right way to, to, to set them apart and make sure you have time for both? That they're both priorities. They're both right, right. Okay. Good question. Very good question. I'll try to answer. The answer is like this. Person has to go to work. Hashem wants a person to go to work and bring a parnasa. Now, why do we go to work? So we have to understand what the Chachamim tell us. Adam Arishon, the first human being, the Chazal tell us that the Malachim, it might sound funny, but the angels will basically will give him a basat sleeve, they will give him like a barbecue meat. Meaning the Malachim are basically the waiters of Adam Arishon. That's what the Chachamim tell us before the Chet of Etzadat, before he ate from the, from the tree, before the first sin. Once he ate... The, the apple, whatever it is, from the etzadat, once he did that first chet, 
then the Yetzara naturally is now inside our bodies. That's what the Chachim tell us. Now let me elaborate what that means. What does it mean the Yetzara is inside our bodies? The answer is, a person has to work. A person has to learn Torah. And that also answers the first question, why Gemara is important. When one works, when one toils, when one puts an effort into something, it takes out the Yetzara from him. Like the Mishnah says, Torah in Derech one who learns Torah, one who toils in Torah, and one who works, the Yetzara is going to be kicked out of his system. Because the Yetzara right now naturally is in our bodies. The way we take him out is when we work, is when we toil, and we put our minds into building or making money, and at the same time learning Torah. When you have those two, the Yetzara is kicked out. That's what happens after Adam Rishon. So now, when a person goes to work, the reason why Hashem wants him to work is because He wants the Yetzara to be kicked out, out of his system. When one has a full-time job and he takes it seriously and he's busy, his mind is busy and he works, the Yetzara, you know, it becomes more dissolved, as they say, or evaporates a little bit because the Yetzara now is out of his body by him working hard. Now, when one learns Torah and works, or let's say one learns Torah all day, or works a little bit, or learns all day, the Yetzirah is out of his system even more. So Torah in Derech Eretz, which means working and learning Torah together, the teamwork, says the Mishnah Perkyovis, that t- tackles the Yetzirah 100%. So when a person goes to work, know why you're working. You're working because Hashem wants you to work. Just like you eat because Hashem wants you to eat. Just like we get married because Hashem wants us to get married. We go to work because Hashem wants us to go to work. Because when you have a good job and you're working good, the Yetzirah evaporates and it goes out of your body. I want to say over at Midrash, from the quotes of Ram Avinu. One time it says of Ram Avinu was passing by a field and he saw people working the fields. They're working very hard. I guess it was farmers, whatever it is. They were working the land very hard and they were sweating, working very hard. Avram Avinu, when he passed by, he said, I wish I would have a part in them, with them. So the Midrash says, Avram Avinu, what do you mean when he said that? You see people working very hard in the Adama, they're working very hard on the ground. Why would Avraham Avinu say, I wish I was part of them? So the Medra says that Avraham Avinu meant to say that no matter what a person does in life, he always has to hustle. A person always has to be busy. If it means learning all day, learning all day. If it means working and then learning at night, fine. The last thing a person wants to do to himself, said Avram Avinu, is to do nothing. The last thing you want to be is a person who does nothing. One always has to hustle. Either it's hustling with money, or much better, much better, is hustling with Torah. But one always has to keep on growing. Always has to work. Whether it's working Gemara, or Lahavdil, working at work, making money. The last thing you want to do, says Avram Avinu, the last thing is to do nothing. Just be on your phone all day and be on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. That's the last, last thing a person wants to do. Because then automatically you will sin. No matter what, says Avraham Avinu, you got to hustle. So when he said, I wish I would always have part in them, of the people working in the Adama, what Avraham Avinu meant to say is, no matter what I do, Hashem, please put me with the people in the world that are always hustling. The last thing I want to do is do nothing. So when you go to work, understand that you're hustling. You're listening to Dvar Hashem. You're working as Hashem wants you to work. And afterwards, learn Torah as much as possible. Just I want to end off with this. you got to be very careful of how much time you're able to learn. Because sometimes a person is capable of learning a lot more than he thinks. A lot more than he thinks if he's honest with himself. So when I said learning an hour at night, it just means overall. But if a person, you know... Think about it a little bit when it's quiet, nobody's around, and look into your schedule how much more Torah you honestly could learn. 
you know, if a person stops going on YouTube or watches all these WhatsApp videos, imagine every time I said it before, before imagine every time a person goes on WhatsApp, he says, I'll learn a Mishnah. Or every time a person watches a Chastashal Netflix, I'll finish two daf, whatever it is. And a person can be a Yush Tamid Chacham. Make sure you're not fooling yourself. Always make sure that you're learning as much as possible and you'll be surprised how much you're capable of learning Torah. Beautiful. Just to close off, I heard a similar idea that 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 the Rabbi Mansori said about about being young to be busy. He said said that that that, that about, about the Shagas Arya that, that that he was on his deathbed, and his students they were saying they were saying to him, "Look, fine, so do do vidoy, do do repent, like do tshuva." Like he says, they say he said he's like, well, "Repent for what?" So they're like, they're like <laughs> sins. They're like he's like he's like he's like what sins? He's like, "Oh, your rabbi, you're such a big salik. You never did a sin." He said, no, I wasn't a big salik. I, I, was just, I was just so busy in, 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 in the rabbinate and communal efforts and mitzvahs and, and work and different stuff like that, that, that he didn't have time to sin. So, so we have to take the lessons that we learned uh, tonight in this amazing program. Every, and and uh, we should apply it to our lives this week. That's the goal for this week. And everyone should tune in um, every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, torrentytime.com slash kazak2. Tornytime.com slash Kazak2. Email us your questions, just like we had amazing in- live questions and uh, email questions. Email us your questions, events at Kazak.org, E V E N T S at C H A Z A Q.org. Thank you, Lear Kleinman, for helping with the tech support tonight. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.